recording, recording zone. Oh, sorry. Uh, welcome to LAW Studios, John Carpenter Review, episode 23, The Fog from 1980. 23. This is 23. It is 23. That is correct. We've watched season, 23. Season three, episode one. I am Phoenix West. Dick to cat. On the fog. Fog. Your foggy nine dick. See, I thought it was funny. Like, I was watching the movie, and I was like, The Fog. Wouldn't it be funny if this movie was called The Fag, and in the in the fog was a bunch of gay pirates? And they were going after the gold. Get him! Get that bitch! Get him! You're going down, bitch. Like Fanny Bandits? We're going to destroy you. We turned, you, told, you turned our gold into a cross. Oh, you bastard. Hal Holbrook, I'm going to fucking tear you apart. Hal Holbrook and uh, Janet Lee are like the only two dead people I can think of this from this movie. Isn't that weird? From 1980, and most of the main cast isn't dead? That's no, rare. Uh, 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 there's a lot of dead people in this movie. Okay, I'll tell you right now. You got uh, Janet Lee dead. Uh, John Hausman dead. The director's alive. Hal Holbrook's dead. So two. So three George, people you said. George Buck Flowers dead. Okay, that was the third. I was trying to think of the third. Uh, I'm sure Jim Haney's dead. But it's not like Tom Atkins, Jennifer... Uh, J- I think Tommy Walsh is still alive. Tommy Walsh is still alive. John Carpenter's still alive. The director, the writer, the... the, the John- I noticed in the credits it says Tommy Wallace did the set design... And the mm. editor. I'm like, what a weird combo. And he's in the movie as a character. And so is John Carpenter. And so's Rob Boutine. This was a low-budget movie. Yes. So very. I think they, they were penny-pitching on this one. And it, it, he shot it on Panoramics. Um, he shot it on, what's it called? the um, Film. Yes, but it was a, a anamorphic <laughs> widescreen Panavision. Yeah, was it two three five? Yeah, and it looked good. Like it two three five one. Way better. The problem like, is like real movie. the version I watched and the version you watched. If you watch my copy, it's like. It's no, I like, watched it on Amazon. Okay, the the was, version was, I watched, the copy I had was garbage. Really? No, my my Amazon was good. It was pretty much proper formatted. It was in that scope. It was in the widescreen mode it was it was well done it was well it looked good it was a nice looking movie considering it's the fad don't say that word anymore man what don't you can't say that word anymore what word the the f word come on fuck you know what i forgot to mention in our last episode of anthology series that was episode 1400 of law studios what yeah Oh my god. 1400. I think I'm going to do like 2000 and call it quits. <laughs> I got 600 more in me. After that, I don't give a shit. I don't know about that. I mean, I already don't give a shit, so that probably won't happen, right? You'll be doing it for the no- for another 5000 episodes. Probably. What else have I got going on? The kids going to be graduating college. Dad. Dad, you got you got you got to uh, take the steaks out for the barbecue. We're doing Nick Cage's last movie, Just in respect. Elderly Nick Cage is in a movie. He's dead. His face off too. 
Okay. Well, you finally got they finally got around to making Face Off two. James Cameron's Face Off two, four, five, and six are coming out this year. We're gonna watch them. Okay. All right. So clear some schedule. Uh, clear your schedule there. I don't care if you're getting married this summer. Cancel that. We're gonna do these movies. Okay. Yes, oh, it's gonna happen. So the ghost in this movie, Blake, is Rob Bottin, the special effects yeah. guy, the makeup man. He is six foot five. Saw that. Yeah. So Rob Bottin was actually kind of a scary, uh, you know, size for that character, and it worked perfectly. Can so you again? Didn't have to pay a guy to do that part. Can you tell me why this movie is a six point eight on IMDb? It's not a terror. I don't hate this movie. I don't. I think it's just kind of bland it's kind of boring and in fact the movie was so short kind of well you know what hey it's very short that they had to add the beginning yes and you can tell that john houston opening monologue is it just it's just pushed in there to make the movie 80 minutes long were we not just talking about his son a few minutes ago john houseman oh i think he said john houston no, no yeah john, <laughs> i was john like john houston. houston's in this yeah, um, no, he, not Houston. No, it's. It, do you want me to take over now and just go into why I don't like this movie that much? Yeah. Or do you want to defend it first? No, I, I don't care. I don't. I don't have any. I really don't have an opinion on this movie one way or another. I don't. It's a very, very well-made movie. No. I love the music. I love the cinematography. I love the slow pace of it. It's just like Halloween, the the pacing mm-hmm. of it. The yeah. problem is, the story, I think, is fucking garbage. So, therefore, the pacing doesn't add up to anything. Right. And I just sit there, and I have to watch people look off screen at stuff that I never see myself. And I just wait. And I wait. And I, I watched this when I was fully awake. I sat down. I was like, all right, here we go. The fog. By the time we got to, we're, she's still talking and we're still doing the intro credits. I'm like, oh, okay, we have a problem here. I'm falling asleep. Jesus, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm falling asleep. This is eight minutes in the movie. They're still doing opening credits. And I'm like. And this was, I didn't know this. I didn't know this was Adrienne Barbeau's first theatrical film. Yeah. She had done TV movies because she did that TV movie we watched. was actually pretty good. Which is way better than this fucking movie. It is. I would say I agree. This movie is just like. So, okay, this movie was supposed to be PG rating, and it should be. It got R rating. So why? I mean, there, there's nothing. They, everything is done off screen. You don't see any, like, violence. Everything is, is off screen. <laughs> yeah. Cut. Cut. Yeah. And, and I watched an interview earlier with John Carpenter, and he was saying Halloween was very violent. We didn't want that same aesthetic. We we didn't want like the brutal violence with the guy stalking you with a knife. We wanted like he kills him, it cuts away. And for some reason this got an R and I cannot figure it out for the life of me why. I, I think they just the MPAA is just bullshit. They just John Carpenter, yeah, you get an R rating. But there's yep. nothing in this. Shut up. Your name is R, sir. You guys you guys rape and murder an old woman off screen. What? There's no rape. That sounds like headcanon, sir. We think there is. I'm pretty sure I remember a rape happening in my mind. That that old woman, I was shocked to see she got pulled away a la Mandy. Remember Mandy when that big tubby kid got pulled away by the Hellraiser bikers? Which is a great moment. 
So this got the same rating as Mandy. Where, Does uh, it really? Where a guy goes with his dick, yeah. and he's like, hey, 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 yeah. and she's like, <laughs> laughing at his at dick. dick. Don't yeah. laugh at it. Shut up. Shut up. Or fucking one of the Eli Roth movies where they scoop out an eyeball. and that got the, This got the same rating. This is the same company who gave it, the same entity gave it the same rating. And for the fucking life of me, this deserves a PG. This is a PG movie. Oh, it's definitely PG. There's no swearing. No, no, there's no. There's no violence that actually you see. No. Everything is implied. This is actually less offensive. It's less violent than an Indiana Jones movie. And those are violent movies. Because he kills everybody. Yeah. It, nothing happens in this movie. And, and I'm not blaming... I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying rating-wise. And, and he kills ethnic people. He kills a guy with a tank and runs him and he throws like... He, he shoots five guys with one bullet. The one guy gets his head cut off in the first one. Oh, yeah. He gets chopped apart. They don't show he, it, but it's still he, implied and that's still more violent than anything that happens here because it's all in the shadows and the fog. You see literally nothing. Oh, that was uh, Last Crusade. But I'm just saying. No, I'm just, yeah. in the first one. Oh, the big dude. Oh, no, no. He gets his fucking body propelled. That's what I'm saying. By propeller. Yeah, yeah, but you don't see, you don't see no, like, see guts and, like, blood spraying see, everywhere. You see, see just the... Ch- yeah, a little spray on But you don't see the body. Spray. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm trying sure, to say. Yeah. But yeah. it's all implied is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's the stupid MPAA shit where I remember David Fincher was talking about he did two cuts of Fight Club. One of them was... Was where uh, Edward Norton beat the shit out of Angel. And you see every... He's hitting Jared Leto. And he's punching him. And he's knocking him in like his eye socket. And he's crushing his skull. And they went... And he put that out. And he's like, oh, maybe that's too violent. And then he put out a version where you only see the crowd reaction. And right. like, oh. And he said that got a harsher version. That got a harsher... Yeah. Restriction by the MPAA. Right, yeah. But you don't yeah. see anything in that cut, which is yeah. made the final cut of the movie. You don't yeah, see the violence. Right. But, like, the crowd reaction was somehow more violent, deemed more violent by them than the actual violence. And that's where you know they're fucking nonsense. So what's the deal with John Carpenter and anthology? Because Halloween was supposed to be an anthology series. This was supposed to become an anthology series. Whereas the fog would be the, would be the catalyst for every storyline within the next like trilogy of films or whatever. Because this movie made money. Yeah, it was financially successful. It would have to be with the, with their budget. Was it well, the three budget million? Was a million? Was it a million? According oh. to IMDb, oh, it's so a million dollar budget. Yeah, it was a million, but they spent like three or four on advertising. Sure, granted. But yeah. the movie made about $21 million yeah. at the box office altogether, which is pretty good. That's a good return, considering, you know, what it is. And, and I'm sure video sells, and since then, it's made a ton of money. Yeah. So, the, and it's, the and remake, I'm sure that, John Carpenter I'm, made money off this for sure. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> and then um, Adam was supposed to be a part of this. Yes, because Adam is very much a pro-Carpenter man. Adam is a pro carpenter guy. He is more in line with the fog than I am, clearly. 
This was the yeah. movie I was looking forward to the least. Okay. Sorry, I had the burp. Um, I'm. Oh, okay. I just I do not like this movie. I find it incredibly boring, but I do think it's really well made. Yeah. And I love the music is straight out of Halloween cuts. It's like what he couldn't put in Halloween, he just threw into this. It's the same exact score as Halloween. Right. It just doesn't have that classic, you know, the you know, doesn't have that classic song. It's just like the 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 scraps that didn't make the cut. Well, according to Carpenter here, he wanted to do an EC comic story. And this was his homage to EC comics. And it's very EC comic-y. Yeah. So it's very Tales from the Crypt. Well, it looks like the, oh, even EC Comics, the the Creep Show. It yeah. looks like Creep Show. The, yeah. the pirate. I have a problem with the pirates. I always refer to them as ghost pirates. This time, though, I was like, they're actually zombie pirates. Yeah. Because Adrian Barbeau, in the best scene in the movie, when she's right here on top of the lighthouse here in the top yeah, right, yeah, 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 she stabs him with a hook. And he goes, yeah. and he like keeps climbing. And I'm like, that's a fucking zombie, my friend. Oh, yeah. That's a zombie pirate. Or yeah. zombie sailor. Whatever you want to call it. But Uh-oh. One of the characters in the movie was named Dan O'Bannon, based on John Carpenter's Dark Star co-writer. Of course he is. Oh, God. There's a lot of them. But I guess what we should do is... Because you've seen the remake, right? Uh, I've seen pieces, but I've heard it's like the worst remake of all time. Should we just not ever talk about the remake and just discuss it here? And, or should and, we watch the remake and do a whole show about well, it? Well, that's my plan was to do a... Do you want to just end on John Carpenter directed stuff and call this show a wrap? Or do you want to actually do the remakes as well? I would like to do the remakes. Okay, then we'll stop here. <clears throat> because it'd be interesting. Okay. But there's only a few remakes, honestly, because I don't know there... if I could sit through a Halloween remake again. We have to do the the Rob Zombie one. I almost yeah, said Rob Thomas. Rob um... Thomas. <laughs> Knife in the so... back and dead in my room. We already did one remake. Yes. And I completely forgot that we did it. We did the oh, Guy Pierce, the Guy Pierce, uh, well, and, and, uh, oh, no, Space yeah, Pluskin right. version. Yeah. Um, What's it called? Oh, Lock, Lockout. It Lockout. I think. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Terrible I, movie. I looked up that movie and I was like, "We should do this movie." Wait, I rated it. Why did I rate it? Here's. I, a, I looked movie? up the movie and I looked up our our list of episodes. I'm like, "Did I do that by? Did I add it by accident? Oh fuck! I, I think it." And suddenly, like, memories started coming back of, oh, we talked about this movie. It is, like, like 4% caught through that filter in my mind, you know? And the rest is just gone in the weird ether of alcoholism and, yeah. and childhood abuse. It's all gone. It's, it's, it's back there. I don't know where it is. It's never coming back. But fuck that movie. So we got Halloween, Z- Rob Zombies. We got the Assault on Precinct 13 with Ethan yeah. Hawke. We got the the remake of this, The Fog, and then there's, what else is there? Is that it? I can pull it up right now. Let's find out. Because I also have movies he wrote. Mm. So on the list, if it ever pulls up here, it's, it's loading. 
Okay, so we got The Thing. That's the fourth one. Halloween, yes. The Fog, Assault on Precinct 13, Vampires Los Muertos. That's a sequel. Though. That's a that sequel, really? but also I want to talk about it because John Bon Jovi oh, plays, so, so plays fucking it. awful. Silent Predators, a snake movie he wrote from 99. Blood River from 91. El Diablo, 1990. Black Moon Rising, he wrote in 1986. Halloween 2 from 81, I also want to talk about. And he wrote Eyes of Laura Mars with Irving Kirshner directed in 78. And that oh, movie okay. actually looks decent. Uh, yeah, I'm curious about that one. I've always wanted to watch it. Yeah, I did. I have too. I, I like, uh, I've never really seen... Oh, no. I've seen a few Irving Kirshner movies. Empire Strikes Back and Robocop 2. Yeah. And both those He's movies just... I like. Yeah, exactly. Both those movies are, are great. Better than the great. originals, I would say. Well, I wouldn't say Robocop 2. Robocop 2 has some great stuff in it. It is fun. It is a lot funnier than the first one. Yeah, yeah. It's got the guy shooting, the, the robot shooting themselves in the head. Yeah, yeah. It takes his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> the helmet it's off great. Human, it's just fun. It's it's a fun movie. It's more fun yeah. than the first one. It's like uh, Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Not yes. technically better than the first one, but it's way more fun than the first one. Right, yes. It's just silly. But anyway, The um, Fog, this original. We'll, I'll save my commentary on the remake, because we'll do that one. Um, but yes, what what do you want to say about this movie that hasn't been said? Which is almost nothing, because nobody talks about this fucking movie. Not particularly, No. No, it's not. I, I don't hate it. I, I, I grew. I think I grew up with it. It's one of those movies where you're just like, I've always known what it was. I've seen it. I liked the char- the um, the pirate stuff was always fun for me. I like pirate stuff. Um, the the the, the um, town ghost story, you know, was interesting. But I mean, other than that, it's a, it's a very paint by numbers movie. It's very simple. Yeah, it's very to the point. It's shot in thirty days. So, you know, say what you will about John Carpenter. He's economical. He gets things done, and he moves on. So he's no he's no time waster, that guy, because he wants to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> That's yeah. his rule. Uh, on a John Carpenter movie, he can only have a cigarette after the film is out of the camera. So he, he needs it done quick. No, I think it's so when the day's smart. done. He's not going to wait that long. You said 30 days. No, he's not waiting no, that long. No, you're right. He's, he's like murder somebody. You guys got to reload the camera? Uh, I smoked a pack right there. All right, let's go. You know how much it hurt him? He bet he had a, he bet he had a cigarette waiting off camera burning while he was filming his scene. He's like, yeah, I'll come back to you. All right, yeah, I'll get back to you, all right? Uh, take two, sorry. All right, no, take three. Take five. All right, well, yeah, I'll find out. But uh, it is a very low budget. It's a quick turnaround. I my first thoughts when I was watching this because I very recently watched the opening of Popeye. Hmm. And this is kind of a similar seaside town, but the problem with Popeye is that set, the opening set of that town, is so fucking good. But oh yeah, you know you can't really compare it to Robert Altman though. What are you gonna do? But but I am in my uh, mind. That's what I'm comparing yeah. it to. Well. But this one, I just felt like I never got a sense of the town. You see six people. You never see the town. No. This is why I compare it to 30 Days of Night as well. Because in 30 Days of Night, you see the town. I know people. I know the town. I know the layout. I know everything. 
This movie didn't get a goddamn thing. I know where the light tower is by the water. The rest, they needed some shots around town. They needed something. It was just missing. And I was like, I don't care about these people. Why do I, what the fuck do I care? I'll die. I don't care. I feel like the remake gave more explanation of to why they need to get this ghost, get these ghosts their money or their gold. Well, is it because they were going to take Maggie Grace with them? Is that in the remake? Well, like I said, princess of the pirates or something. We shall save that for our, 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 the fog follow up. Oh, I can't wait. But yes, there's a whole thing of she's the descendant of the girl and that nonsense. But at least that explains why she's in town. In this movie, Jamie Lee Curtis basically plays her role. And you never know why she's there. She's just there passing through to Vancouver. She's there to get butt fucked by Tom Atkins. She she's like, Hey, you gonna pick me up? Okay, cool. Yeah. Are you weird? Are you oh, you're Are you weird? weird? Good, good. Fucks him immediately. Uh, yeah, exactly. She but fucks a man hey, twenty five hey, years older than her. Would you could you deny Tom Atkins? I'm not even without his mustache. Granted, he doesn't have his mustache in this movie, which is a very, very, very detrimental role in the film. It is jarring. They need to have him have his mustache. You can't take him seriously without it. It's like Tom Selleck without a mustache. It's impossible. It, it is jarring to see him here without his mustache. And this yeah. little fuck boy here in the middle, Adrian yeah. Barbeau's kid, is this like a tiny adult. He looks like... He, he's like... Hello, mother. I've uh, recently went out to the ocean side and I found a piece of driftwood. <laughs> Wouldn't you believe it, old chap? It, it has words written on it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go have a beer. I'll write you in a fortnight after I recover from my... Uh, when I Once I get, regain sobriety here and I will send you a letter. Like, he's just so adult. It's crazy. <laughs> and there's a flannel match-off later that happens with Tom Atkins and uh, some guy. I don't remember who he is, but... There's a bunch of flannel in this movie. Well, it is a coastal town. Coastal town. It's also 1980. 1980 coastal town. They love their flannel. Love their flannel. Dan Connors flannel. This is this is Kurt Cobain's favorite movie. Oh man, I've never seen Kurt Cobain wearing flannel. Um, I think he did the MTV Unplugged. He did the flannel. He did the flannel. He had like the coat on. The sort of uh, like that that jacket on that was flannel. MTV unplugged. Nervina. I'm in here on the stairs. No, he's wearing a sweater. He's wearing a green sweater. Yeah, it's flannel. There's no flannel. Got ah, you wrong. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it, it looks like it smells like the art teacher's locker or, or classroom. It looks like that must reek of weed, that uh, Kurt Cobain's coat. Kurt Cobain flannel. I found some very, very old pictures of him wearing flannel. <laughs> like, beginning of Nirvana. He's wearing his J- J- uh, Jack Johnston shirts or whatever. Man, these are early. Nothing later. All right, so... Wow. All right, so the fog. Um, when the fog starts to sweep in, it looks like normal fog, 
And then this is my me noticing it. it. I don't notice it glowing until Adrian Barbeau goes, "It's glowing." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, it is glowing." And then it glows the rest of the movie. Well, I mean, you have to see it, and I understand why it's high. It's heightened. It's surreal because it's a fog, you know, the fog, the mystery of the fog. But again, like when you're protect, when your antagonist is basically a cloud of vapor, how do you make a movie work? And, and, and he doesn't. I think uh, it's uh, as good as it's going to get for this movie with Carpenter. Does it shows you he's he can take a movie and he can make it work no matter how ridiculous it, it is. I mean, Even though yeah. you don't see the antagonist until out of the other ninety minutes, you don't see them until seventy six minutes into the movie. Mm. That's why I say all the technical aspects of this movie are great. I, yeah. All of it's great. The story is so fucking boring. Well, it's like it's like a ghost story, and it's like ghosts can be boring. Where it's just like, oh, the pirate ship took the gold, and they cheated him, and he wanted revenge, and then he's coming every 200 years to kill the ancestors of the ones who betrayed him. And, okay, you just brought up something there that I also hate. You know how much I hate when characters are trapped in a situation they cannot get out of, like the ring or the grudge? Mm-hmm. I hate Sins of the Father storylines. I fucking hate it. Because, fuck that guy. I don't know why he did what he did. Don't blame me. I'm, I'm coming for your children's children. Fuck you. Why? Come for me. Because I'm an asshole. To Dennis Leary. <laughs> hey, I'm an asshole. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to smoke right now. I want a cigarette. I want a hamburger. I want a steak medium rare. I'm the kind of guy that likes a hamburger sandwich. And a, yeah, yeah. What's he All walking right. down the streets Never. with a Jello and a Playboy magazine? Yeah. Playboy magazine smoking, smoking cigarettes. Uh, and while Cocteau can sing uh, Kumbaya, from, from, uh, Kumbaya from here till his ears bleed or whatever. Whatever he says. Yeah, he goes I off in his wants, little stand-up. I think, I think he wants to kill you. Yeah... But, okay, so, do you not agree that the Sins of the Father storylines and things are bullshit? Um, to a point. I think if you tell a good one, it's, it, it could be interesting. You could take those tropes and kind of flip them, which I don't think anyone's ever done. No. I'm trying to think. I don't think anyone's ever done that, where you can, like, play with it and make it interesting. Like, I don't think anyone's... Let's time travel back to my dad and, and get him. You know what I mean? Something. That would be fun. Right. But, like, I'm not taking the heat for that fucking guy. Fuck you. Well, it's like what like he sells his soul, and the, the 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 insurance is on the son's soul, so you have to collect the son's soul for the father to live, or something like that. Like those kind of movies. But that shouldn't exist because whenever I see like How devil movies or, or witch movies, and they're like, "We'll collect on your and you know your children's children." I'm like, right. "How can you bargain someone else's soul?" That's where I that's, like get pissed, yeah. and I'm like, "That that's where I draw the line." God damn it. That's like me going, I'll pay you $500, but it's not me. It's it's this guy. It's it's Dick is going to pay that money. <laughs> and they go, he said you're going to pay us, mother. Like, no, I, what? So disconnect Which... the family line. Like, com- like, that doesn't matter. Pretend that doesn't exist. I signed someone else's name to a contract. How the fuck does that make sense? That's, and I don't care if they're related. Because why do I care? So why does it make sense that your grandson should pay your tab? Fuck that. And not only that, they're they're going after like the cousins, the 
nieces, the nephews. It's not like direct relations. And and that's where I think the sequel, the, the remake, I should say, streamlines a little bit more. Where he, they're directly going after these people. They want this. And they, they stayed up front. This is what they're after. This is who they're coming for. We have Hal Holbrook here going, I'm the sixth person. Come from... And you're like, kind of get it. And then it, they go away and, the, and he's like, oh, why didn't they come for me? Oh, here they are. And then they get him. And you're like... They cough his head. But... For that last sting, that one yeah. old scare. Which maybe, because that was before Friday the 13th did that. So is this the first jump scare ending? No. I'm trying to think what came before this. Well, this came out the same year as uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, did it? Okay, I, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the writers of Friday the 13th saw the fog and were inspired? I don't think there's any inspiration here. Well, it's John Carver wrote it, so I don't know. I feel He's bad credited. shit-talking this movie because I... I actually do enjoy it to a certain extent, but it's just the story so fucking. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. And you don't see these yeah. these motherfuckers right here until like an hour twenty minutes in. Before that, it's all like you see an arm and you see ah, right. And it's like who? Okay, and you're waiting, which I'm fine with, honestly. Normally, I'm like, okay, we're going to wait to reveal our killers. But the problem is they never reveal the killers other than the story that someone, Hal Holbrook reads in the journal that he finds because a brick right. fell onto his table. Because it was calling its master. Yeah. It's heard its master's call. But you the never see ring. who the fuck it was. This is the one ring. The one ring to God is all. It's just... I can't read the writing. Not many can. <laughs> what if Hal Holbrook couldn't read the journal because it was written in Spanish? Hmm. Ah, oh, shit. This sucks. This is Latin. Shit. Ah, oh, I don't know how to read Latin. I'm like Vatican too. I'm not very good. I'm not a very good <clears throat> priest, am I? I'm not even a priest. I just wear this collar for chicks. I just lost the bottom part of my white tie. Oh, it was cut oh, off here. Shit. I was in Sons of Anarchy. Was he? Yeah, he's in Sons of Anarchy. I think he's Kenny Seagal. He plays Kenny Seagal's dad. I think he's in that show. That That's a show that just like went through my brain and passed that's out the other show. side. I, I, I have no idea what happened. Never saw it. Never saw the end of it. I saw the first season. Maybe some of the second. I was just like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. I can't watch this anymore. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a show. I can say I watched it. I can say yeah. it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was well, ask me who the fuck anyone is. I remember... No. Jax. Bobby. Yeah. Uh, Gemma. And then she, Gemma was Katie Seagal. She was married to uh, Hellboy. Yes. And then he was a guy... And the rest is a blur. I remember the ending. Do you? I do. Because I was like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. They set that up seven seasons ago. Okay. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. 
whatever. It's um, I think this could have been a John Carpenter cash grab, you know, because why not? It was shot in thirty days. He's the, the guy. He, hey, say what you about Carpenter. He's a technical proficient. He knows what he's doing. He gets the job done. He moves on. He's not, uh, and he doesn't rest on his laurels. I guess now he does because he doesn't really make anything anymore. No, he makes so he more. He time. makes more money now than ever. Oh yeah, you sit at home and a check comes to him. Oh, saying, he tours with re- his son. We're, yeah, we're gonna remake uh, Big Trouble in China. Here's, but we haven't done it yet. But still, we have to pay you because your rights and blah blah blah. He was a very smart guy as far as contracts go. Therefore, yeah. man makes a shit ton of money. And as he should, he's sitting around going, "Hey, son, let's make music and tour the country playing our music." And does very, very well doing that. And kudos to the fucking man. But this movie, I just find lackluster. I just, I don't get the 6.8 on IMDb. I don't get it. I don't hate it. I just find it very, very, very boring. You're not wrong. The last 30 minutes are, are decent. It's just that the story doesn't set up. Enough for me. Well, do you think it would have been better if it was longer? Yes. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you would think it's okay. Well, I told you. I, I feel like it's the perfect length. I'm good with the length of the, of this if it had enough story involved. Like if this was right. if this was had a little bit more story, this would be a good length. It's fine. Ninety minutes, you're in and out. But the problem is the first hour, I'm going fuck. They're just driving. It's Adrian Barbeau just talking on the radio going, hey, head out to the church. It's the only safe place in the city. And she says that six times. And you're like, oh, that took up five minutes of screen time. Nothing happened between that. You know, it's all filler. But they needed more going on. So if it was this slow, but like two, uh, two and a half hours, but they had a lot more going on with the story and characters being involved with each other, I'd be, more, I'd be fine with that. I'd, be, I'd much prefer that. Because I always say I'm a, I'm a character guy. I want character development. In this, there's zero characters. You get no, no. character development. There's, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's just... And that's John Carpenter. Yeah. He doesn't care about where point A. There's no point A to point B with characters. It's just they're there for the story. Which it works with Snake Plissken. But there's an interesting world involved with Snake Plissken that you're along for. In this, there's no interesting world. There's just some fog right. that rolls in. So all you're left with is the fucking fog and their storyline, and that's three minutes of dialogue by Hal Hellbrook reading the journal, and that's it. So are you saying if Snake Plissken was in this movie, it'd be a better movie? If it was, how is Snake going to get around this world? Like, how is he going to manage get around these right. zombie you know, he's got he's got to go pirates. to the fog. Yes, he's he's got to go to the fog to save Adrian Barbo's kid. Yes, yeah, I'll do it. Sure, why not? But the problem is, Home you're watching free. for the majority of the ending. You're watching Adrian Barbo on a roof in the in the best scene in the movie. She's on the roof of the lighthouse, kicking the guy away yeah. and being threatened with these hooks, yeah. and she has literally zero agency over the outcome right there. It's yeah. all dependent on Hal Hellbrook holding up the cross, the gold cross. Yes. This right here. Yeah. And so Adrian Barbeau has zero control over her fate right there. So where's the satisfaction come in? 
am I making sense here? Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's a great looking. I love that scene with her on the roof because I'm like that's fucking terrifying. She's like climbing away, and then you see like this shadow slowly come in the frame behind her. I'm like, there you go. That's the fucking shot of the movie. And she's like, oh, there's one behind me too. Oh shit! And she kicks, tries to kick the and, one away. He it, stabs it, her in the it, shoulder. It's grabbing my hair from the broken window. Oh, it's yeah. done. It stopped. It stops. It. Yeah. it's over. It's over. So you don't have you don't have Trace Atkins going. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Not Trace Atkins, but yes. Whatever. What's his name? Tom, Tom Atkinson. Let's call him. I don't know why Trace. Trace Bilyeu is in this. It's great. <laughs> Tom Atkins. Yeah, he. Trace, Trace Bilyeu and. Turn it off! Turn it off! Turn it off! Yeah. Turn it off! I'm pro. Halloween three is a better movie than this. I would agree. That's a fact. I would agree. In fact, I'll show my list right now. I'll, I'll, I'll read off my list. I, I have my John Carpenter rankings, which I didn't okay. want to get into until later because we're gonna do our top 10 so i won't show you the list actually but i have this below or just above this is what i have it above cigarette burns dark star ghost of mars Ooh, dark star so it's above oh. those three yeah yeah i would say it's accurate i have it below vampires well vampires i i enjoy vampires. i enjoy vampires Guilty pleasure on my end for vampires. I would put vampires a little higher up for me. Yeah, I'm just saying, no. vampires has a much better story, which is fucked. It's a worse movie, but better story, which is ultimately what I care about. Right, yeah. I care about what happens to the characters and vampires. I don't give a shit about these people. Yeah. That's, I think certain people gravitate towards John Carpenter for that reason, because he doesn't care about, he doesn't go into the, the deep aspects of his characters and their struggles. Well, You're just watching this story unfold with these regular people. Well, they try, I think they try to say he's, he's nihilistic in all of his movies. I don't know if that's true. No, the maybe thing is, other than maybe, that, maybe, I don't know. I still think maybe Wilford vampires. Wilford Brimley's got some wonderful moments of, of humanity. I'm all better now. No, but the ending of the thing is definitely nihilistic. Sure. Which is, fuck, it doesn't matter. We're dead anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's dead, we're live. dead, or it's not. That's great. Yeah. And the, definitely Snake Plissken is a nihilistic character. You can't say he's yeah. not. Halloween. Well, he's a quintessential nihilistic character. He doesn't have no feelings. No, but that's just a character, and that's the antagonist, though. That's not the protagonist, which is what happens in the thing where the protagonist is nihilistic. That's different. Mm. Mm. Big Trouble in Little China, antagonist, or the protagonist is nihilistic as well. Yes. So uh, Because Kurt Russell doesn't care. That's why I say Halloween's different, because Jamie Lee Curtis is not nihilistic. She's the, antag- she's the protagonist. She's not nihilistic. It's, it's different. Mm. Christine is nihilistic. Yeah. Yeah. The, ba- the guy you're rooting for is the bad guy. It's true. He, he gets corrupted as, as fuck by that. But yeah, I'd say it's fifty-fifty because in the mouth of madness, you're not rooting for evil. Sam Sam Neill's not nihilistic. No, he's, he's skeptic. I, he's skeptic at worst. But it's the end of the world, so it is kind of a nihilistic approach to the end of the world because everybody's dead. Everybody's turning into monsters. It's a new generation of evil, and nobody can do anything about it. And Sam is crazy laughing. Or is it? Or is it just another day in Los Angeles? Yeah, it's one of those. 
It's another day in Detroit, another day in New York City. Or is it all in his head? One of the sort of thing. Sure, but they never allude to that, though. No, but that's more how I see it. No, I think I think it's an end of the world movie. Maybe it is. Let's, and that's the end of it's it. It's a preference. Like that, that's it. That is the end of the world. That's it. It's the end of the world. It's part of his, it's part of his uh, uh, end of days trilogy. It's, that's what it's called. Yeah. His apocalypse trilogy or whatever. I think it's called the apocalypse trilogy. And they live nihilistic. But oh, the main character, the main yes. character, starts off nihilistic, becomes yeah. not nihilistic at the end. So there's, right. yeah, there's some hope there. Which, for some reason, they live is not considered part of it, part of his uh, trilogy. You think it would be? No, it's 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 um. Oh God, it's um. I know it's 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 Prince of Darkness and it's um uh, in the mouth of madness. But there's one before that. So it's in the mouth of madness. It's Prince of Darkness, and then it's uh. Blah, 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 blah. Why am I the thing? The th- yeah. I think the thing. Yeah, the thing. Yeah. That's it. Yes, yeah, the thing. Prince of Darkness and. But I think they it, live should be part of that. I would agree, but they but, live actually does have a happy ending because they are revealed. Yes. So they win. So basically, they live is actually. Kind of a, a victory lap, but it's kind of like Rod Serling, where everyone's like, he has he tortures his main characters for a reason. They deserve it. I'm like, no, like half the time, yeah, but half the time, no, very much no. They get tortured for no reason. They don't need to be there. They're just there to be tortured. They're not real people. And John Carpenter kind of feels the same. Where some people, some storylines, yeah, they they're awful people to begin with. Like they live. He's not a great person in the beginning, no. but he becomes the anti-hero. There's a difference between anti-hero and nihilistic, and I feel like right. people are not able to grasp that concept, the difference between the two nowadays, where they're nihilistic, or they're, they're anti-hero, therefore they're nihilistic. I, I don't agree with that summation right. at all. Yeah. But this movie, there's no nihilism here. There's no evil... It's just like, oh, here you go. Here's your gold. Okay, bye. There's a, there's a, ta- there's a. Sorry, are you afraid of the dark episode that follows his exact storyline? So much so, I don't know how they didn't get sued. Where the pirates come out of the water, he gives them something out of a box, and then the pirates go away. I think pirates are so generic that you get away with that no matter what. But it's it's the same fucking story. Because pirates are always revolving around treasure. It's always about some cursed object and the, the ghosts of the like, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Ghost pirates come back for the gold and the gold keeps them alive because it's, um, it's separated. And as soon as you put the last gold bullion cube or bullion cube in the soup of the treasure, <laughs> yeah. uh, they all turn to flesh and they die. Thank you for g- continuing with your mistake. Yes, <laughs> Tail- this is a- this is a delicious soup, by the way. Are you afraid of the dark? Four hundred four. The tale of Cutter's treasure. There's two okay. parts. When wow. a teenager finds a spyglass locked in a uh, treasure chest at a magic shop, the ghost of an evil pirate is released. DJ McHale. Yeah. Oh. Part two. Uh, well, first of all, Charles S. Dutton plays the fucking captain of the of the pirates. Sold. He plays the pirate. But anyway, Rush must find a way to save Max with the help of Doctor Fink and Sardo. Sardo is um, a guy. Charles S. Dutton. Here's DJ McHale. You might recognize yes. him. Kind of. Not really. 
He's he's Are You Afraid of the Dark? Basically, he's the writer. He well, look at him. Writer, oh, are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of oh, the dark? Okay. Are you yeah, afraid of the dark? Yeah, I, I didn't know. I thought you're, he was an actor. No, no, he is. Are you afraid of the dark? Pretty much. Oh, okay. But anyway, Yo, um, was the same guy who's just like that is the guy who created Alf. That's all he has is Alf. Yeah. Alf, 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 Alf. I'm just like, can you imagine if that's your fucking legacy? Is Alf? <laughs> like that's all you got? Yeah. And, like literally, they kept giving you chances to keep making Alf because apparently it was such a successful show that they fucking wanted more how's that possible it's alf we want more you want to read the imdb page on that one it's hilarious because everybody fucking hated it it was a show that i remember going oh he hates cats no he eats cats no but i'm like all right what else (laughs) oh that's it Oh, that's all oh, they have. And I remember oh, being like six cow. years old and being like, oh, no, I'm good. Well, um... It's Scooby-Doo, where I'm like, oh, the that guy they introduced halfway through is the villain. Okay, I got this figured out. I got the... Okay, yeah, here we go. Then SVU and, and all those shows came along and did the exact same thing. Well, um, apparently, um, again, reading the IMDb for ALF, Everybody on that set hated fucking Alf because it was an animatronic half the time and it was a guy in a suit. So they had to wait for the animatronics to work. And I guess every time there was a funny line that would be stolen from them and given to Alf. Alf was given all the lines. And Alf was voiced by the creator of the show and the creator of Alf. He did the voice too. That just That's makes his sense. life. He is Alf in every sense of the word. He's Alf. I just don't get it. Ha! Ha! Okay, so... Okay, I'll stop showing the tale of Carter's treasure, because it's the same fucking story. I won't get into detail why, but... Oh, I have it. Is it even available, like, on any kind of format? No, but I have it. Do you have it on Blue or DVD or something? No. Do you want me to play it, though? Oh, no, no, on (laughs) on the computer you have it. Oh, okay. Oh, I got it right here. I can pull it up in seconds. Okay, I thought you like you had the video or like. What did I say? It was four o what? Oh, I can't remember four two. No, four something. I'll find it. Four o six. Four o six. Okay, here it comes four o tail crusher. Here it is. I'm cut out. Centaur presents. So here's the guy. This is a guy from Are You Afraid of the Dark that was in a bunch of episodes with the same name, Sitar, I think, is something like that. He's in a uh, bunch of episodes. Right. Here's okay. So, it's really the second part where it has this storyline. But he, the pirate, they come get him. Charles S. Dutton grabs the kid. He wants okay. something back. Look at this. There's fog. Oh, yeah, it's very good. Okay, so part two. Sardo. Sardo is okay. So here's this guy. Ha! Ah, that's Jerry. It's the guy from the beginning. He tells the story. Okay, so watch the ending, though. They're sitting there, like, in a weird shore. There's a ghost, and he has to, he's got the spyglass. But the point is, he he wants something that was taken from him by his ancestors. And it's, like, the same fucking storyline. I'm like, I already saw this. (laughs) I remember watching The Fog the first time, and I remember nothing. And then I remember... 
after that, in the next 20 years of my life, the Simpsons joke, where the fog turns you inside out. Right. You remember that? And that's what I thought the actual movie The Fog was. Like, my brain, (laughs) like, supplemented that info, and was just, that was The Fog. So I watched it again, and I was like, wait, what? Did it make it more of an interesting movie? (laughs) I was like, wait. Ah! It was like when when you spoiled the end of the village when you said everyone's black. Yes. <laughs> That's not what happened. And I was like, oh, 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 wait, what? That's not, oh, he lied. That would be a genius ending to the movie, though. But that is, uh, that was what I was expecting, but. Maybe Jordan Peele will do that in his next movie. That's gonna nope. Be a twist. They're all black people. Nope. There's no black people on the planet. That's Jordan Peele's new movie. Nope. <laughs> not gonna tell you. Nope. Nope. It looks good. Rabbits, yeah. Oh, what, uh, I still haven't. I need to watch his movies. I, I need to watch them. Oh, they're great. Yeah, I, I like the concept of uh, go this one of us or the fag. The fag. Get out, then then us. Get out of here! Oh wait, get way. out of us! Get out of us, you asshole! Get out is great. Us is far better. Yeah, I figured that was the case. The problem is, Get Out's about blacks and whites. Therefore, you'll never hear anything about us, because it's not. But it's like, it's a way better movie. Why didn't it get, I don't know. She deserves a she deserves an Oscar for that movie. Oh, us. absolutely, yeah. I think she should have been nominated at least. I think she even got that. Us was fucking, she was fantastic in that movie. Well, because they don't, they don't give statues horror. or nominations to horror. Comedy and horror do not ever... They just don't do it. They It'll just never happen. They get the science fiction movies like uh, Moonlight about the black gay man. But... T- Tony Colletti and Her- Heredity. Right, yeah. She, she was fantastic. fucking phenomenal in that movie. Oh, absolutely. She gets nothing. And no, nothing. No, nothing. nothing. Hey, wait a minute. It's like... Oh, no, uh, Eric Roth or Tim Roth was the husband. Yeah, she showed so she many different ranges in that movie and nothing. Yeah. And even and she, Alex she, Wolf is great in that movie. Nothing. And she cuts her own head off with strings with piano <laughs> wire. That's tough to do. That's. I mean, take some take some work. And that guy showed up in uh showed up in Pig as well. Alex Wolf and nothing. Two movies yeah. in a row. Nothing. Well, he's in the Jumanji movies too. Yeah. Is he Wolfhard's brother? He's. It was Alex Wolf and then something else. Wolf. The guy from uh, The Stand, who plays Lloyd in The Stand remake. Lloyd. Remember Lloyd. Miguel, oh. Miguel Ferreira in that new yes. version? Yes. He was good, but the, the character wasn't well written. But the actor was no. good. Yeah, he was good. I liked, I liked his interpretation. Yeah. Or, well, his, he was good in it. Yeah, but it wasn't, yeah. And then yeah, Dorf's cute daughter was in it. Cute and also horribly ugly. I can't decide which. Fiona Dorif. Yeah, that's nice. Like she's got she's, the book. She's both. So here is it says Nat Wolf in the stand. Nat. Nat Wolf? N A T. Moon. M O O N. That spells Nat. Uh, Here's Nat Wolf. Remember him? Yeah, okay, that's Nat Wolf. Also, his brother is the guy from Pig. His brother's a phenomenal actor from Pig and Heredity. 
Right. He's in The Stand in Paper Towns and Palo Alto and The Kill Team. He's a good actor, though. He was yeah, he was great. He was his fine. Brother looks, this brother's got looks like he's darker complexion. Though. Looks like he's, yeah, he looks he's like he's more, Indian. Uh, Semitic. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was uh, uh, Arabian or something. And, or Egyptian. And well, here's this. I want you to fuck me. Johnny Depp, before I shit in your bed. You want to shit your bed? <laughs> that, oh, man. <laughs> I've, I've done nothing the last two days but watch video footage of that trial. And Dick's changing his headset real quick. While I do that, while he does that, I should say, uh, have you seen the footage from the trial? It is hilarious. I've seen, I've seen pieces, and I, I heard, I've heard the... Um, Johnny Depp. The, 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 the Johnny Depp talks like this now, and he's very much, no, Amber, don't, no, how dare you? You have ruined my <laughs> career. I'm so sick of you. You are awful. I don't like you anymore. You are awful. I'm a valley girl. Johnny Depp is so fucking pussy. It's like, and his face, he looks so old. Like his face is like rubbery and it just looks like he's wearing a mask. And Amber Heard is just like, Johnny, it didn't happen that way. Shut up, Amber. Don't talk to me, okay? You were shitting the bed. That is gross. It's like, you believe Johnny Depp could punch her in the face? No. He can't do it. I think he could if he got drunk, which he clearly did a lot. I don't think so. I, even drunk, I think his it would be an open-handed slap that would like be halfway feminine. Here's and he wouldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He's too weak. I keep seeing like because I have like ultra feminists on Facebook, and I also have just regular people, and both of them are like, "He's terrible. He's great. She's awful. She's great." Like both sides, and I'm like, "How about?" Both of them go fuck yourselves. Yeah. You're terrible people, clearly, both of you. Yeah, both go away. Yeah. I've been jumping with Donnie Depp. One of our first episodes of uh, Incredible Negative Man, which was when I first launched this channel, was Johnny Depp, I don't need you anymore, man. And that was twenty fourteen. Yeah. I don't I don't give a shit. I don't when I see Johnny Depp's name in a movie, I don't go, ooh. I just go Okay okay. Okay. What's who else is in it, or what's the story about? Who directed it? I don't. Yeah. When I don't see his name and go, oh yeah, Kevin Smith. Fuck yeah. No. no. Is his no. daughter have a big role in it? Yes. Do both of their daughters? Fuck yeah, they do. Okay. Is she still dating that delightful Timmy Lamache or whatever his name is? Timothy. From June. Timothy McVeigh. Timothy, Timothy McVeigh. McVeigh. He blew up Oklahoma City. You know, it's so hot. Oh my God, he's hot. Do, do this to me, Ember. Shut up, Ember. I'm Even though he's dead. dead, I still want to date him. I'm so tired of your stuff. Okay, I'm just. I'm, Timothy I wanna, McVeigh. I want to. This is Johnny Depp. That is what you just did. Was separate us by two generations. <laughs> Doing a Timothy yeah. McVeigh reference. Timothy McVeigh reference. Oh my God. Oh, oh never forget, kids. Oh, they can't forget. They weren't alive yet. Yeah, or they <laughs> blew up in the explosion. If you want to own a white van, look in the Timothy well, McVeigh. Here's the other uh, the conspiracy theory, I guess. There was another guy in the van. He got away with it. He's so, dead. If he was no, in the, the van. Other guy, he, le- he left. There was like two guys got out of the van, I guess. Oh. That you know what's the, funny, though? Because the, the Oklahoma City bombing was, what, 94? 
Roughly, I, yes. You said you're just watching uh, the Jackal. When I watch the Jackal and he has that van with the in the back, I can't not think of Timothy McVeigh. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's similar van, he just parked it outside and did his damage from outside. And that's all Timothy McVeigh did. He's a pussy, is what I'm saying. I just thought of Bruce Willis killing Jack Black. Yeah, that's that's it's the best part of the movie. That's number one because he pulls so a cigarette awesome. up, <laughs> and he falls and then, down the water, pulls his pants and up. The next best scene in the Jackal is when Bruce Willis is gay and he, and he kills and that he guy. Goes he goes with the guy and then <laughs> he, he sets it up and then he's at the guy's house. I thought we were gonna go out. Okay, and then also he just takes a gun and shoots him. Bruce Willis has his da- oh. hair dyed blonde. Well, this is Bruce Willis. And the inability to let go of his hair. He was still trying to hold on to that hair. 97. He wouldn't wouldn't let it go. And then by uh, 2007, he was embracing it. Because Die Hard, he's got a bald head. And he's bald from, I think, then on. Like, really. I can't think of a movie before that where he was. Oh, maybe Mercury Rising. But that was 98. It was was 2002-ish when he shaved his head finally. Is that what it is? So okay. he did that Disney movie, that kid. What's it called? He had hair in that. He yeah. had hair in that, which is two thousand or two thousand one. He did. Uh, he did Unbreakable. So he did yes. Six Sense. He had hair. Unbreakable yeah, hair shaved head. Sense. Yes. Okay. Unbreakable right. two thousand two. I think. I think Unbreakable two thousand one. Whatever it is, that's when he no, shaved his head. Because Sides is two thousand two. Yeah. So yeah, it's two thousand. Actually, it's two thousand. It's 2000. Yeah, there you go. So 2000 yeah. is when he shaved his head. It was yeah. like, fuck okay, it, okay. I'm done. That's when he was starting to lose it, yeah. No, it was he, in 95 when he did Die Hard 3, he had almost nothing left. Well, that's the thing. Die Hard 3 had no... But then in in in, um, in Hudson Hawk, he had CGI hair, which is why Hudson Hawk cost so much money, because yeah. they had to give him CGI hair. Hey, he directed a masterpiece. Reindeer goat cheese pizza. The guy's name was Kit Kat. Come on, there's candy bar references throughout. Do you? They pay for themselves. It's better than what our last names were. Do you know what it's like living as chlamydia for a year? (laughs) Oh, I I have a soft spot for. I do. Yeah, when they sing the Sinatra stuff throughout their heist, I love it. I think that's a funny bit that's like fun dun, in the movie. Dun, dun, where he, he dun, knows dun, 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 dun. a total recall of lengths of songs yeah. for every heist they do, and they say, him and, well, what's this? Four minutes. And Danny Aiello's great. Danny Aiello, him and Danny Aiello have so a their, their heist routine down to Frank Sinatra songs. Yes. And he goes, we have three minutes, 52 seconds. Yeah. On a wire? They just do like random no. Frank Sinatra songs. Uh, no, no, they whatever did, it is. Uh, swing on a star. Swing on a star, yeah. Swing on a star. Swing on a star. Okay. And then they start singing. It's got. It's a fun movie. It it's is just so. It's just so bizarre. It's just like. I don't know. It's just. I. I it could have been. I it, well, because it's a Vanity Project, and that's why Vanity Projects are so interesting. Because that's when the guy in charge goes crazy because his ego is so big, he can't take any notes. And someone could have said, you know, this could be a good movie if we did X, Y, and Z. He's like, fuck you, get out of my yeah. house. Me and my wife have been having discussions about Bruce Willis lately since everything came it's, out. His brain is melting. And I kind of go, yes, I agree. 
he made a lot of great movies. Yes. None of them his, uh, none of them he made, but he was just a part of them. Like Brad Pitt. He was just yeah. there and luckily got cast in the role. Problem is, he's been an asshole for 35 years, and his brain thing has been in effect yeah. for eight. Right, yeah. So, I, I still think it's kind of a 50-50 thing where... Right. Because he's, he's been notoriously difficult to work with. He's just been a huge asshole to everyone before his brain condition happened. Right. But Hudson Hawk, I will say this. When I hit the theaters... It's a bomb! It's a fucking bomb. That's a great tie-in. So... The Fog. I almost said The Ward. The Ward with a lesbian in it. We're at an hour. We've fulfilled our commitment. Adam, I wish you were here to discuss this because I would love to hear what the fuck you have to say about The Fog. Because he kept defending it for some reason. It's a great throwback. You sound nothing like Adam. How dare you? You know what I thought about doing is finding clips of Adam and then putting them as like little angels and devils on my shoulder. Mm. Throughout the episodes, it sounds like a lot of work. It does, but it'd be fun, right? It'd be fun. I've listened. To, I listened to some of the old podcasts we did, and they're funny. Doesn't he, he talk about around. the the, the some, fog he, as he loves it uh, I or think likes it? He talks about. I need to go back and listen uh, to because I think if the, he'd probably talk about the fog in the uh, in that story about the awful fucking. Um, Boris Karloff show that we watched. You might bring up the fall. Oh, the veil. After veil, it, that, was, that was so boring, and it was about pirates and stuff. So, or it was about a boat and pirates. Oh yeah, there could, there could be some correlation there. I can't remember. Yeah, but we talked about it on this show, and I'm like, here comes the fog, and he's like, I liked. You know, I, I thought he. I don't want to misquote the man because he can't defend himself, and I'm sure shit not going to you know, retract it if I get it wrong. So, I thought he liked it. Liked it somewhat. More than I did. Uh, no, I, th- I think he was a fan of The Fog to a degree where you were like, why did you like it? He goes, I like it. Uh, it seems like it was me, him, you at the at the top as apologist for The Fog. Yes, I would say he would be. Well, he's a more, he's a John Carpenter guy. So he's yeah. like gun-ho Carpenter. So I think he would consider this one highly... But I think I'm, this is the worst of his good movies. Because I don't think it's a bad movie. And I, I can't overstate this as, enough. Right. This isn't a bad movie. This is a very, very well-made movie. I love the look of it. I love everything about it. Except the story, which is ultimately what gives it... I give it a five. A five. Not terrible. I, I, I'll give it a six. Just because I like the, the look of it. And the, the anamorphic widescreen is nice. And... Adrian Barbeau's in it. I'll give I'll give them a star for each one of the titties in this movie. Jimmy Lee Curtis, Adrian Barbeau. They both deserve a spot. All four of them. <laughs> so that's four. And you get oh, we never even mentioned the fact that uh, Janet Lee is in it and her daughter yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. And they weren't in a movie together until uh, eighteen years later with H two O. Yeah, that was seven years she, before she died, I believe. Yeah, she died. Yeah, she's fucking lived a long time, that old bitch. Good for her. I had Good to explain her. to my wife. I'm like, do you remember that scene from Psycho? The... She's like, yeah. I'm like, there you go. That's her. That, that, that's, her that's her mom. <laughs> that That's her. No, when she's on screen, I'm like, that's her. 
It's like, oh, sure. I'm like, that's Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Even though the Lee is spelled differently. Yeah. She's like, what? I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I explaining this to you? You don't care. Divorce? Who? Divorce? Who are you? Who are you? Should I get a divorce? Yeah, it's time to just move on. Get a better house. Just stay home, buy Ghostbuster stuff. Call it a day. I think it's time. It's time to let it go. It's, it seems like time, right? I gave it enough. The we've 13 been, days of Christine. We've been married six even. months. We're good. Ah, it's plenty of time. No, but uh, yeah, was, she was sitting there and I'm like, she's like, why does it? I'm like, do not ask me. I'm already falling asleep. Why are you asking me yeah, any plot? I, I hate this movie. Yeah. It's a chore. It's a, it is a fucking chore. It is a chore. I noticed Frank never showed up. I guess he's busy. No, he's not. No, he's not at all. Well, he doesn't do these. He doesn't. He wants. He these shows up when him. he wants to. Yeah. I didn't even think about it until yeah. right now. At the ver- at the last minute of our show. I just want to say the fog was a great movie. It was a great screenplay written by John Carpenter. Had a great story. This is Frank. Well, while I have a couple different audience attention, what? next week on this live stream, we're doing Beyond Belief 310. And then Yay. we're doing Nick Cage cast The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, his new movie from this year. Oh, you're going to push it to Tuesday? No, next week. Oh, Saturday. I'm sorry. I don't know why you keep saying Tuesday. I, I, I know. It's just happened. Twilight Zone Tuesday, this show, or any shows like this, Saturday. I, th- I, I, I was thinking today was Wednesday for some reason. It's no, fucking Saturday. It's fucking Saturday. My days are all running into one and death is on its way. But yes, the next episode of this podcast itself, LIW John Carpenter Review, which is, as of now, May 21st, guess what it is? You'll be so Zelda's- excited. It's Elvis. fucking. It's fucking Elvis. I'm sure. Again, I think it's actually not a bad movie. No, it looks it's fine. Just, it cheap, might be a cheap. long. It's, it's a long movie because it's a miniseries. Yeah, which I'm fine with. Three hours. Yeah, but it's a lot of Kurt I'm, Russell, which I'm totally on board with. Oh, I'm sure it's good. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, the slog. We haven't done Memoirs of an Invisible Man yet, have we? That will be episode. I have the episodes that, planned out. I am not looking forward to that one. Well, let me let me read off the order. This is our first time we can do this here. Okay, episode 24, Elvis. Episode 25, Pro-Life. Oh. The Masters of Horror. <clears throat> episode yeah, 26, Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, yeah. 27 will be Starman. Okay. 28, Memoirs of Invisible Man. 29 and 30 will be done back-to-back. 29 is Captain Voyeur, his short from college from 1969. Oh, where the fuck do we find us on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. That's why we're just doing it quickly before we do right. our final episode of this podcast, before we get to our ranking of the, of the movies. Episode 30, The Ward. Oh. Oh, yeah. I figure we finish where he finishes. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Kind of yeah. sweet. And then we're going to do two episodes. Episode 31 is ranking our movies, twenty-one through 23 through 11, and then 10 through 1. We'll rank our John Carpenter oh, movies. Right. And then we get into remakes and scripts he wrote or produced. 
Which is it never, one, it never two, ends. three, it never four, ends. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. It, it ends. He's done. The man's done. And honestly, we could do all of them in one podcast. I don't give a shit. That's true. We could. Yeah, but I do want to do Eyes of Laura Mars on its own. Because that looks yeah, good. I'm curious about that one, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I gave it a five. You gave it a six. Yeah, it's... Why not? I, I put it fourth from the bottom on my Carpenter list. Yeah. I might like this more than Big Trouble in Little China, though, to be honest. What? I don't like that movie that much. Wow. I don't... You, I now, do see, not that, agree. Now, you might come to blows with a lot of people on that one. Great. I don't give a shit. It's, Big Trouble is, like, universally loved. I what think. am I, Rich Evans putting Halloween, like, in the bottom of this list? Yes. No. Which I understand completely, because I'm not a big Halloween guy either. Well, part of the problem with that Red Letter Media video is I'm like, we've been planning on doing that this entire... Oh, fuck. They did it all in one God swoosh. damn it. Yeah. I'm like, now we feel like we're copycats, but that was a plan from way before they did that. And they also did their... Um... Oh, I just lost it. So that we did, they did the same thing. And never mind. I, I just know. lost it. I'm it's curious. Blank. T- let me know when you find out. Oh, Tuesday. I'm curious. <laughs> Tuesday. I'm not going to remember. Oh, yeah. So check out liwstudios.com. We also do a live stream on Tuesday, which is LIW The Twilight Zone Review. We got a bunch of Twilight Zone shit coming out, even though half it's Night Gallery. <sighs> apparently, you cannot get... Can't get through this shit fast enough. Jesus, look at that! Look at that! Yeah, that's a that's a lot. Uh, the fog, eh, eh, huh. didn't hate as much as I thought I would, but the first hour is. I still so I still boring. Need to, I still need to buy that action figure of the Captain Blake though. They Captain Blake, who you never see, just has red well, eyes. That's but it. The, but the 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 toy is awesome. It's a great figure. I need to get it. Yeah, that guy. I was right here that too. One up. It's so expensive. It's like thirty-five bucks is the cheapest you can get it. Like, uh, I was like, oh, so I won't get. Uh. So I have almost everybody else. Could I real quick say what I thought the plot was? Please. the The pirates show up. They say, "Hey, come aboard. We'll all be buddy buddies." Oh, hey, wait. Here's let's give us give us your gold here. Wait. And then they set him up to crash into the rocks by setting a fire right there, right? Yes, that was what that was the story, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I got it. To get the gold, yeah, it's still another gold, basically. I will say the storyline in the in the remake is a lot more thought out. The movie's way worse. Don't get me wrong. Yes, yes it's way worse. Think... I'm not. I'm not an apologist. I'm not like saying watch that the, instead. The, the Fog remake might be one of the top ten worst movies ever made. Like no. it's that bad. No, it's, it's not. Bad. It's oh, I think it is. I've seen it like five, six times now. Have you? Oh, I've no. seen it more than the original. I will say the story is better, but the movie's way worse. But the problem is, I wish. The problem is with the pacing of the original matches the story of the second one. The pacing of the second one matches the story of the first one. Right. So I wish this moved faster and had no story. Like a perfect world, and then you get the remake, which has slow pacing and no story. Right. Like, because the story of the second one is well, they thought out the story, but not the filmmaking. 
So it's it ends up being a worse movie with better better script but with worse filmmaking and this is a better the original is better filmmaking way better filmmaking but with no script right so it's kind of like if you combine those two you get like a really good movie it's it's kind of sad it really is yeah because uh he's not a terrible story creator and this is his script so i don't know can I drop the ball on the script? Yeah. And I felt the same. Must... Prince of Darkness, same way. Like, oh, that's a cool idea. Not Story's not there. I do like Prince of Darkness every time I see it, though. I like yeah, it more. Prince of Darkness is way better than this. I'm just yeah, saying, like, I, yeah. that was a movie where I, like, I love this filmmaking. I wish this story was a lot better. Right, yeah. Same thing with, like, you know, uh, Escape from L.A. Filmmaking's fine, except for some cheesy CG. But other than that... The script was up to notch. Would have been a way better movie. Vampires. Yeah. Same idea. The filmmaking's always. John Carpenter is a great filmmaker. You can't deny that. It's just he's not a good script writer all the time. Yeah. It's not that he's not a great script writer. It's just all the time he's not. Well, I think it's because he likes using pseudonyms that kind of takes it off of his head. And he writes a script to his budget. Yes, and, and then he, he said, sticks to that no matter what. And you're like, maybe you ask for more money. Well, but then goes uh. to Mars. Goes to Mars was the reverse. He wrote the script, and they told him, okay, yeah, it's going to be a ten, $20 million movie. Oh, wait, no, the budget's actually $3 million. Yeah, but then you go, no, I can't what? do it for that. You argue back. You, you, you know, have someone argue for you if you can't do it. Like, that'll cost 600,000 packs of Marvels. Like, some sort of... Prison math you do, John. Well, they better give that to me or else I'm going to sue. Should... Okay, last thing I'll ask and we'll get out of here. Should people watch this movie? Like oh, absolutely. A, a general person. Not, yes, not in the filmmaking. So. Should you watch this? I, I think so, yes. I also agree. Yeah. I think if you're in the horror, if you're in the movies, this is what you do with a super low budget... To make a really decent movie. So for the budget, this is a great movie. I'm I'm judging it overall against all movies. Like, is this does this hold up? Like as a low budget movie, it's fucking great. It holds up. Everything's great in it. It's atmospheric as fuck. The music is great. John Carpenter kills it in all aspects, but you should definitely watch this movie. It's just if you're in the horror. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's better than most slasher movies, which have zero budget and zero storyline, and this is there for kills. I'd break you. It's better than most horror movies last twenty five years. Yes, shitty high school shit movies about nothing. Yeah, curses and the grudge curse bullshit, where it follows you halfway around the world to kill you, and it makes no sense. But, oh, uh, you're preaching to the choir here, my man. Talking about the no. grudge. Ugh. But. I would see that's why I'm like conflicted saying I don't like it, but I also recommend it. But I do yeah. like it. I just don't. Oh, speaking of that, did you see uh, ever see the Clovitz Killer? Yes, great movie. That was that was enjoyable. I, I finally watched that. I oh, was really? Actually, okay, that was pretty good. I finally watched it. I was always, always like, ah, I'm on the fence. I'm going to watch it. And then uh, Netflix, it's leaving Netflix May second. So I was like, ah, right, I better watch it now. So oh yeah, I watched it. And it, was, it was I enjoyed it. That was pretty good. Well, uh, Timothy. Uh... Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott, sorry. 
is on American Horror Story. So I saw him pop up, yes. and I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah, let's watch this. And I watched it, and then all of a sudden, a week later, I see that uh, Mike and Jay talk ha- about it. The what have you, yeah. And I was like, oh, and they agreed. I'm like, oh, good, they liked it too, because I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Yeah. And then I, I did like the whole, the, the ending, though, when he's he's got his last victim. Hey, like, hey. My back, my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, you know what? Oh, just, just shut up. Let's just go. Come on. Let's get this over with. And I thought that was going to be the joke. Was at the end, it went much darker. But I thought it was going to be, he just can't do it anymore, so he just gives up. Like he goes, no, the sun has to hit him with a tire or the fireplace poker or whatever it is. Oh. No. He, Sticks uh, it right up his ass. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's American Horror Story. Uh, oh, sorry. Better. That's season yeah. one of American Horror Story. Oh, my. <laughs> They stuck a fireplace poker up. Uh, Zach, Zach, uh, what is his name? Oh, from, uh, Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto from yeah uh, Star from Trek. Spock, yeah, so. they stick a fireplace poker up his ass and kill him. Yeah, well, that's a, that's that his one. husband. That's the first season. Mm-hmm. I saw the first season. First season's good. Great. Yeah, first season is pretty good, and then it just went for me. Down no, second season is great too. I hate. And then season. it falls a shit. The second season I hated the, the asylum. I if you stick that. with it, Re- I couldn't yo, do it. What, you have to finish aliens, it. Aliens, yeah, aliens, zombie Nazis. I There's was no zombies, but yeah. Well, there were zombies, but they were his zombie Nazis. They were just like they weren't zombies. Right? They weren't zombies. No, no. He uh, the second season is actually considered by many far superior to the one. I like the what? first season way more. Wow, I'm sure. But the second season had once you get past the aliens, they don't mention aliens for like another eight episodes. Yeah, but I, I don't care. And then it's, it's like a psychological bad. thing of the, the the psychiatric hospital kidnapping people and brainwashing them to think they're crazy. Is that what it was? Which is what I really enjoyed about season two. Oh, is that what it was about and then? And then the aliens come at the very, very end. And you're kinda uh... like But it doesn't at that point it doesn't really matter. Honestly, season two is very solid. Season three uh, is the witches. Didn't care. Season yeah, season I, four, yeah. season four of American Horror Story. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You piece of shit. What was season four? Season four is the is the uh, circus. Oh, see, I heard that that one's the best season they ever. Go had. fuck yourself, season four. Wow, it's so nonsense. And Michael Chiklis is in that. Yeah, it's awful. It's fucking terrible. It could not focus on a single thing throughout 12 minutes. Like, you watch 10 minutes of that show, and you're like, can you fo- Can you stop? It's like an ADHD kid, like, I just, oh, here's, I just, I just, it was like, Ryan Murphy, calm the fuck down. Right. Like, get on, I need a choke leash on you. What do you, the problem with that is that season is, that's when he introduces, uh, what's his name? I always say he's my, one of my favorite actors, but I cannot ever name him on the spot. From from the Drew Carey show and from not DJ, oh John Ju- Michael Lynch, John John Carroll Lynch, John Carroll Lynch, yeah, he's in that show as Twisty the Clown, and he's right. he's fantastic on that show. Yes, yes, that's problem that's is. Right, yeah. That fucking season sucks. Season sucks. Okay. And it cannot... So it's like, oh, here's this. Here's this. Oh, here's Twisty. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Let's go back to Twisty. Please, can we focus... Oh, no, we're over here. And we're talking right. about, like, a Tupperware killer. Can we Can we go back to Twisty? Oh, no. We'll show him in seven episodes. And you're like, 
Fucking calm down, Ryan. Can uh, you just focus, you psychopath? No, they have a fucking guy with lobster claws, like, uh, what's his name? Quicksilver. What's Evan Peters has has big yes. lobster claws in that season. Right. And uh, Laura, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his, what's her fucking name? Why am I blanking on all names right now? Uh, the lesbian oh, girl. She has two Sarah heads. Paulson. Sarah Paulson has two heads in that season. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. And that was the season I got really, really fed up with. Uh, uh, what's her name from Cape Fear? Oh, um, I'm I'm bad at names. Jessica right Lang. Now. Jessica, Jessica Langston Lang. or Jessica yeah, Lang. Yeah. Jessica Lang. Yeah. Jessica Lang is she plays like the circus runner, and I'm like, she's okay. great. Also, I'm done with her. She's been in four yeah. seasons and the same character throughout. And I'm like, can we stop with her? Right. And they stop with her. Finally. Was that her last show? That was her last season. Okay. She's been on since, but right. and then season five was okay. No, season five was the hotel. That's when I started the LAW uh, Horror Story Review. American Horror Story Review. And season five was the Lady Gaga in the hotel. Right. And I had three people on. And suddenly it was just me, because everyone fall uh, off, and I'm like, okay, it's just me. <laughs> Ryan Murphy can kill an audience in no time. Hey, I'm still going. So season six yeah. was okay. Season seven was. We were still watching Walking Dead, which is just no. I can't believe okay. that. Okay. So that's rough. American Horror Story. I have not seen the last season. I don't know, but uh, uh, Walking Dead. I I finally am watching season ten, which is the second to last season. And season 10 has two of the episodes I just watched are the two best episodes of that series I've ever seen. Oh, okay. They are so fucking good. And I'm not a... I'm, I hate that show for the most part. But I will say, they had an episode that was just like Halloween. Mm. Where Beta from the, skin, from the uh, walkers, come, the whisperers, comes into yes. town and he goes like house to house and they sit there and like show it like John Carpenter did and he stabs people in the fucking head or the, in the back it kills them so they become walkers and they follow up behind him and he's just walking from house to house and I'm like this mm. is this is fucking fantastic and you just watch it the whole time and that's the whole plot of that episode is he just like gathers followers throughout the town killing people at a time one at a time oh, wow. and it's it's it is genuinely fantastic you would love it yeah and there's another episode where they have like this big ass war, and it's it's great. And uh, mm, I can't remember what the last season I watched. It was it was early on. If I, I was like, I'm done. Season I nine. When I, I mentioned on the show, I do the LAW uh, Walking Dead review. Once Angela Kang took over in season nine, she knew how to fix it. Mm. She fixed that show immediately. So season nine is fine. Season 10 so far has been fucking great. I love it. And she's not the same showrunner? She, no, she's the same showrunner. As she started in season 9. She was yeah. writing here and there in season 8, and then suddenly season 9, the last showrunner quit. She took over. Doing a great job. It's been better. So, okay. so much better. Yeah. But season 10 is fucking solid, and I'm like, most of the time, I'm like, I agree. This is a great episode. Okay, here we go. So You got some stinkers here and there. Can't, you know... Obviously, but so f- fucking solid. Like I'm almost done with season ten. I'm like, this is a great season. Like, this is up there with like season one, two, three. But they're on the last season right now, right? Yeah, I have not seen anything okay. from season eleven. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's. 
I'm a guy who complains about that show nonstop for 100 episodes of the show of the podcast, and and I have nothing to complain about. And I'm like, why do I do a podcast about this? Because I love it. But yeah, it's a uh, it's solid. Mm-hmm. And I hate it because yeah. it's solid. <laughs> Fuckers. But he literally like stabs people in the back, like a bunch a room of people, and he's like sits there and gets on his knees and he just waits. And they become zombies. He's like, all right, all right, let's go. And he walks out the room and they follow him. Mm. But it's like in the middle of the town that you're used to watching is like the safe haven. That's what's fun about it. I don't know. Loved it. It's the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh. Um, the big dude. Uh, not. Uh, uh, not um, Ryan Hurst is his name. He was the he plays, best friend of he, he plays Opie, yeah. Yeah, Opie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opie. Oh, he's uh, okay. He yeah. he plays Beta. He's he's so good in that show. He plays Beta, the 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 second in command of the Whisperers. He's so good. Right. Okay. And the the, the main one is um, what's her name? You recognize her too, British actress. Oh, Samantha Morton. Samantha Morton. Yeah, and I remember she was cast, and I was like, oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. She's really good. No, she's great in that show. She's a good actor. Yeah, she's yeah. really good. You should you should definitely check out season ten. Skip honestly, yeah. honestly, skip the just previous. Skip it, yeah. Just skip just it. Just watch that. Start with season ten. No, yeah, no. Start with season nine. Nine. Because then you get Rick leaving and all that. Season nine is it's season nine is not great, but season ten so far has been pretty great. And I fucking hate seven season seven season eight. They're fucking terrible. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch the like. Fuck those seasons. I hate them. But the rest is fine. But anyway, um, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Take, take it, Foggy. So long, Sid. Fuck you, Walking Dead. Sometimes. Bye. I'm getting mixed messages. Sorry. No. Do I hate the Walking Dead? <laughs> I think I do, right? I love it. I, lo- it's a I love hate. It's a, it's a real, like, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp relationship going on. Well, it's like how I, uh, how I used to hate read articles of writers that I hated, but yet once they got busted and thrown out, I never read their articles again because they got busted and thrown out of the business. So I was like, oh, I won. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, I did. But it's different because I'm won. like, I hate this show. I hate this show. Wait, you got good on me? How dear? Yeah, I got, okay. well, the this guy never got, yeah, these guys never got better. They were just awful. Like, yeah, that's what's confusing about it. The closest thing I can compare it to is because I I'm uh, obviously big into the NBA, but I, you know I love my Bulls and the Suns as a second place team. But also I never grew out of that like '90s fad of the Charlotte Hornets. Mm. Problem is the Charlotte Hornets went to New Orleans and became the New Orleans Hornets, and then yeah. eventually the New Orleans and the a different team started in Charlotte called the Charlotte Bobcats. So we got New Orleans Hornets and Charlotte Bobcats going at the same time. And then New Orleans changed their names to New Orleans Pelicans. And Charlotte went, hey, we'll be the, we'll be the Hornets again. And I'm like, who do I, who do I, okay. I, I was very confused for a while. Because you're technically the Hornets, but now you literally are the Hornets. But you're different name, different team. You've given this some serious thought. I have. Keeps me up at night. 
I got Ghost Rider on the background. It's so fucking terrible. So long, citizens. Good night, everybody.